Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. Before we talk about it, let's say hi to everybody, and we'll start off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. The camera is off. <clears throat> it's got to be more this way. Thank you. No, nah, look at the big space no, there. No, 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 no. I don't cut my shoulder off. You don't cut your shoulder off. There we are. That's perfect. <laughs> well, if you're going to do a show, do it correctly. But then, see, look at all the white space you have on your side. Well, that's because, and I don't have any that's on mine. because we're angular. <laughs> it's not because it's on you more. No, no, no. I'll, I'll give you a little more, you fat fuck. That's yeah. too much. Look all the white on your side, Mary. There you go. That's good. <clears throat> so what's no, up? it's not because you're well, maybe a little bit more. Just a teensy, weensy, bitsy, itsy, shitsy more. What's up, everybody? Now that we've got our camera sent and Ron is looking gorgeous as always, we've got a chat room. Every People are starting to come up. They say beautiful hairstyle. Let's say hi. Backpack John is in the chat room. Uh, Anton Country Super from Australia is in the chat room. Teresa Sabin's in the chat room. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? If David Dave Hughes is not in the chat room, chat room he's going to commit suicide because we have... Angie Stevenson. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
And he's going to be so unhappy. Yeah, he needs to show up for this one because she's oh, yeah. one of the hottest, most gorgeous women in gorgeous Hollywood. Gorgeous and built like a brick shit house, as they used to say years ago. This broad's got it all. Charming, sweet, lovely, beautiful, sexy. Everything she's got. Everything that a man would want or a woman. Absolutely. She's fabulous. We like love her. So we have Angie Stevenson coming on the show today. We also have Cheyenne Ray Hernandez coming on the show from that uh, new movie, The Tax Collector, which is like one of the biggest movies out right now. And uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun. And in the meantime, you got us, Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell. Everybody said you look fabulous. I know. I got too much of that white shit under my eyes. Look at that. I look like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look fine. No, it's too much. I, what is with this white shit? That's like funny. No, it's because I'm so suntanned that my eyes look like they were sunken. Yeah, Ron went to the pool yesterday. Five hours in the water. I didn't get out. See that? It was fun. I hate makeup. I never use makeup. Today I did because I look like a zombie. No, they say you look fabulous. Yeah, well, because I'm like an old queen. All I need is lipstick and tits and I can do a show. <laughs> yeah. That's better. <laughs> So anyway, let's see what's going on. So do you want to talk about anything or you want me to do show and tell? You want to talk about being 80, looking like shit and having to put this crap on your face to look decent. I don't like this. I'm going to go wipe it off. You look fabulous. You know, like ugly. Who puts this shit on their face? <laughs> I don't need it. You know, I just thought I looked sunken. You never look sunken. They're Jimmy, going, ha Jimmy, I looked sunken. I look like a corpse. You know, I'm, I'm, get, I'm dark. You should see under this makeup how dark I am. Everywhere we go, he gets he gets he gets hit on everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, I could do a Black Lives Matter commercial. <laughs> yeah, I get so dark. Well, Teresa says you look fabulous. The water therapy did you well. Well, that's it. So anyway, um, so let's do show and tell real quick then. Show and tell. So you guys remember a couple weeks ago we had on uh, uh, Rick Allen from Def Leppard. So what did Jimmy do? He went and got a Funko Pop of Rick Allen from Def Leppard. He's the drummer for Def Leppard. Here it is, everybody. I actually got two of them. I'm going to send one to Rick Allen, and then I'm going to send him mine for him to autograph and send back to me. Um, but isn't that cool? So I like to get Funko Pops from everybody who's been on the show. And he's the he's the he's one of the biggest drummers in the world. And and for I'm a, everybody knows he only has one arm, but that's the coolest thing ever. So... I got my new Rick Allen Funko Pop, and I started watching Cobra Kai yesterday now that it's on Netflix, and it is awesome. So anybody who hasn't seen Cobra Kai, you got to start watching it because it is the best. No wonder it's number one. All right, that's my what, little what, thing. Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai is 30 years later after The Karate Kid. Oh, they're still carrying on with that bullshit? Number one show. Really? Yeah. I don't know. People love violence. They love to see. It's people. not really that violent. It's a, yeah, yeah, but everybody loves so. Like you, you even interviewed him. You interviewed uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, but but I, would, I didn't interview. I did not interview him because he was a karate kid. I know you interviewed him because he was at the High Strong movie premiere. And he was an actor who played many parts, not just karate. It's funny, but anyway, Cobra Kai. You guys watch it. It's really, really good. Um. We met Martin Cove not too long ago at a red carpet event before COVID, which was very cool. And and he interviewed. I, now I forgot the guy's name. He plays Daniel Larusso. What's his name? Who? What's the Karate Kid's name? Karate Kid guy's name. I forgot his name. Isn't that terrible? What's his name? Do you know? Are you asking me names? 
<laughs> I mean, you have to be out of your friggin' mind to ask me for a name. I don't even know your name half the time. I call you other names. Hang on. So anyway, uh, Ron interviewed him at the High Strung movie premiere, and his name is Ralph Macchio. God, I Ralph don't know why I couldn't Macchio. think about. Thank you, Talk Four TV. They said hi, and they told Ralph Macchio, you guys. So we've interviewed him, and. Um, it's very cool, and I think everybody should watch it. It was great. I only watched the first two episodes, but it was great. Thanks, Backpack John. Gotcha. Okay, so what do you got, honey? What have I got? I've traveled. I went to Arrowhead, Lake Arrowhead, looking for a house. I went to Big Bear looking for a house. I went to Idlewild looking for a summer house. Idlewild looked like the desert up in the mountains, no lake, and I said, what's the point? Getting away from the heat of Palm Springs, you're going up to Idlewild. It's 10 degrees less. Not worth the investment. Plus, for 250 to 350 you get a shack, a tumble-down, 1,400-square-foot-room square foot room shack. I went to Big Bear. Didn't like it. Too, too commercial. Too, nah. Looked like Texas. Trashy. Looked like Texas. Uh, then I went to Lake Arrowhead, which is beautiful, divine. Looks like the French or the Italian Riviera. Gorgeous, and for three fifty you get a doghouse. <laughs> so I said to Jimmy, "You know what? Let's analyze the problem. The problem is that I have developed a condition that most people my age get, and that's an allergy to sunshine. We get a very um, dehydrated and dizzy and weak and bone aches if we take too much sun." I love the garden that we've built. I love being out in the garden, but I can't be out in the garden because it's so hot. So I looked up cocktail pool. A cocktail pool is a 10 by 15 pool with tables and chairs in it made out of concrete, actually stools. And when the friends come over, everybody sits in the pool, has cocktails and little noshes and gossip. And I thought that's wonderful. So when I'm out in the garden and it's a million degrees, I jump in the pool and then I come out when I'm cool. Now, when I lived over at Mountain Gate, which was a development over from our development, I had an in-ground pool in the front of the house. And I never felt the heat back then because I would jump in the pool, come out. This weekend's going to be 116. So, you know, summer's going to give it to us before it goes away. Um, the cost of the cocktail pool is it's moderately expensive, but it's so worth it. The development that we live in has three gigantic pools, one pool that's the size of an ocean, and that's right outside of the country club. Unfortunately, they closed that one down for whatever reason. I have no idea, but it's I think closed. it's back open again. Is it? Yeah. Our side of the development, we have our own private little pool, which is nice, but it's even though it's a block away, it's it's a schlep. You got to put on a bathing suit, get a towel, put on rubber shoes, get in the car, drive, get out. That's too much work. So I want to put in a cocktail pool, and that should definitely uh, cause me not to get ill anymore from the heat. There you go. <laughs> so that's so fucking boring, but I had to tell you anyway. And that's so Dave Hughes has joined us. Oh, Dave, 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 get it out, baby. Massage it because Angie Stevenson is coming on. Wait until you see Angie Stevenson. You're going to flip out. One of the hottest, sexiest, most beautiful, talented, sweet, lovely, delicious people I've met. Yeah, you're going to like her. She's fabulous. Oh, yeah. Wait till you see this one. You're going to really like gyrate. 
it will be fun or gyrate or more Teresa Saban says she likes the blue shirt I have on. Thank you. It's an old Jimmy Star shirt, vintage Jimmy Star. I made it about 25 years ago. <laughs> right. It looks like an old bedspread. I, not a bedspread, sheets I had. I had sheets once. You sure that's not made out of sheets? Yes. Oh, because I had sheets that had poppies on it like that. Remember back in the 70s, we had all printed sheets. Now everybody uses white. We don't. We have white sheets. I don't like. Yeah, printed we, I like printed sheets, but I we don't have them. Sleeping on fabric like that? No, nah, I like white. It's clean. Like like me, your shirt. Like me. Like my hair. Like my virgin self. Yeah, like your virgin self. I am a virgin. I know you are. That's why I married you. <laughs> yeah. To stay a virgin. Yeah. Look at those eyes. Those eyes are the eyes of a homo in love. So what else? What else what did else we do? New? What else can we talk about? Well, I can't finish the barbecue pizza oven because of the friggin' heat. So that's a f- October job. Um, I just finished Clown Fear two last week. We shot it in a bar and grill, of which I will talk about when Angie Stevenson comes on because she and I work together uh, in that scene. Uh, there was another film. I'm so my hair looks like shit. Why am I so vain? There's another film I was supposed to shoot and in Atlanta, but unfortunately somebody pulled out of the $3.5 million production and they're looking for a new investor. So if anybody out there wants to invest in a fabulous film uh, with a great story and it's a major motion picture, it's not some of the films I do, the $2 films. And the, <laughs> well, the title is... Get Her. Get Her. So if you want to invest in Get Her and make yourself some mega bucks, I would suggest you invest in Get Her. There you go. What's happening now, folks, since movie theaters are closed, you can't go see a movie. So Hollywood is manufacturing, producing, and presenting films to you on Netflix, HBO, all over the place. So you buy the film. Production costs have risen, but also... The money they're making on these films now is phenomenal because years ago they had to depend on walk-in audience that sat in a theater. You've been to theaters. Half of them were empty. Not today. Today people go to Netflix and they purchase the use of the film. So Hollywood is making money hand over fist. And if you're investing in a movie, you're going to get your return back plus simply because of the amount of people who now can view that movie in the privacy of their home on their 70-inch screen TVs. So I would strongly suggest that you start to invest in movies because that's the next gold mine. And I don't lie to you. You know, I tell the truth. Uh, Every movie that I'm in, I have a percentage of. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens at the back end. I could make more money than what I get paid. Anyway, there's lots of stuff going on and lots of cool things going on. What do you do that for every week? Because I hit the button on my electric. Chair. Okay, hang on. There you go. Why? Why is? Why does my head look distorted? I don't know, but they said you look great. And Dave is happy. He was having trouble with his stream, but it's fixing now. It's fixed now. You know, you look fine. So anyway, you guys, we're gonna have a great show for you guys today. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, Dave says he's getting broadband put in tomorrow. So. So he'll have like a good internet connection, which is great because he needs it for our show. Dave, uh, Dave, when you see Angie, your antenna is going to go up as high as it can go. 
and you won't need to worry about receiving. They say you look like a rock star, honey. I look like a rock star, mm -hmm. rock star's mother. I will never, <laughs> I will never put stage makeup on again. I don't know what prompted me to do it, but seriously, <clears throat> Sophia Loren and Cary Grant had great difficulty because they were so dark skinned that when they made a movie, they were absolutely told in their contract, you must not go in the sun because they were so dark. You do not photograph well when you are dark. Black Americans can do it because their skin has a glow. But white people that get tanned to the point of brown, they look like coffee stains. And that's what I look like. I'm stained with coffee. It's not an attract. I used to, when I was younger, I used to be a red brown. Now I just get coffee brown. Actually, you look good. That's why you wore white, right? Well, I wore white out. to brighten it up. And my I'm serious. My face right now, if I wash this shit off, which is stage makeup, I look like I was embalmed. Not I, I look like I was charred in the fire because it's, I have darkness all over my face. It's not attractive. So I really have got to stay out of the sun for a multitude of reasons. There you go. I just uh, sent Andrew When I first met Sophia on the set of That Kind of Woman, it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and her caddy pulled up because we didn't have limos then. And she got out. And the first thing I noticed was this woman is jet black. I mean, she was black like an Arab or blacker. Dark, 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 dark brown skin. And I remember her lips were big and fat and chapped. They weren't pretty. They were split or something. They looked weird. She had on big sunglasses and a kerchief on her head. She looked like shit. And I thought to myself, and her hands were not pretty. She didn't have nails or anything. You know, I quickly did a quick inventory of her. Now she goes in the makeup trailer and dressing room and three hours later or whatever it was, came out. The most breathtakingly magnificent woman I have ever seen in my life in person. Absolutely gorgeous when they put her face on. Um, so Cary Grant wore a lot of makeup also because he was so dark. And you know what happens? These lines get darker, so you look older. The ferrule lines, all this crap along here in the middle, the, the, somehow the wrinkles get dark, and you look aged. So Cary Grant, they used to put a lot of makeup on his face and neck and hands sometimes because he couldn't photograph correctly. But those of you out there in the business, you know it. Don't tan before you do a film. Uh, camera doesn't care for it. There you go. Tips on Hollywood. Tips on Hollywood. And what about what do you want to tell the people who aren't in Hollywood? People who aren't in Hollywood? Yeah. A lot to, of our fans to, are fans of Hollywood, well, but they're enjoy, not in it. To enjoy the work that we do because we don't get paid a lot. So we're not doing it to get rich. We're doing it because we enjoy doing it. And we want to make you guys have some entertainment. Because if we didn't do what we did, you wouldn't have anything to look at. And then all you'd be doing is making more babies. Oh yeah, that's what I told Johnny Mantis. I said, "Are you? Do you realize how responsible you are for all the births?" And he said, "Everybody tells me that people used to make love to Johnny Mantis and get pregnant." For those of you who don't know who Johnny Mantis is, I feel sorry for you. But look him up—the world's greatest singer ever. Hey, uh, hey, and, and, a, and a nice person. I, I really like him a lot. Hey, um. Uh, Rebel, Rebel is uh, Angie says she's backstage. I did a test with her yesterday. I want to make sure she's not backstage in the wrong link. So is she there? Let us know if she is. You can let her through. And Angie, I hope you're wearing a low cut top, not some turtleneck sweater. 
Oh, well, who knows about that? Is she there? Is she there, Rebel? No, she's not. Uh oh, she's in the wrong room then. Hold on. Okay. Angie. Angie. Woo. Angie Honeybunch. Hang on, let me get the link for her. What what other room is she in? I did a test with her yesterday, so I gave her a, a, another link to use for a test. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I can't test people with the link that W4CY sends us because it's a W4CY link. So I have my I create my own link to do a test to make sure it works. Oh, so now you made everybody so understand now, what you're talking about, Rosebud. Okay, you know, we we're, we're not all like you. We don't understand you sometimes. Oh my God! Why did I marry this guy? Anyway, I did, and I'm stuck. What can I tell you? Why, honey bunch? Just keep talking, because I can't talk and do this. Keep talking. I'm going to talk about you, how much I love you, and how sweet you are, and how you tortured me by being an evil fucking bastard. But anyway, we won't talk about that, will we? <laughs> uh, let's talk about a few movies that are coming up for me. Wah. Good parts, important parts. My characters. Uh, tell the story, which is good. I don't know if I can name them, but if Jimmy gets off the phone trying to get Angie, Jimmy can give you the name of all the films that are coming up. Um, I have no idea when they're going to be. I like Quigley. Quigley's my favorite script. Quigley one, number one, the first film Quigley is about a dog that dies and goes to heaven. So right there, you've got my heart. And he comes back and he helps children. And there's a situation where they are involved with bad people. And it's a wonderful Christmas movie. It got great reviews. It sold like a like a wildfire. Now Jimmy has uh, Quigley 2. And they're looking for financing on that film. And that storyline is wonderful also. It's about two dogs that pass away and go to heaven and come back and you have to see what they do. So Quigley is a lovely movie. I wish we could have gotten the funding so we could have it out to you for Christmas, but not this year. That's right. It'll, we're working on it, though. And what's the other film? You're, well, you're going to be in Get Her when we do Get Her, and we have a TV series, Ghosts and Phantoms. Oh, yeah, Ghosts and Phantoms. That's going to be a really... That's a TV series. TV series that's really a biggie, and I'll be in that a lot, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I read some of the scripts and they're wonderful. They're really, uh, I can't give it away, but they just, you will sit back and say, oh my, look at that. Wow. And what's another one? I, I forgot. Uh, those are the only ones that we got on the plan. On, uh, right on the board. Those are the ones that are on I'm the I'm reading board. a vampire script right now. Right. And I'm really excited maybe about, if Marcel Waltz does it, I don't know that he was kidding with me or not, but um Zomba, uh, no, what is it called? Zombie Drag Queens from Outer Space is the gassiest movie. It is so funny. The script is so deranged. It's a comp comedy. It's like um, Killer Tomatoes and uh, Killer Clowns. It's a wonderful script if you enjoy sarcasm, camp, funny lines, totally deranged you know, writing. Um, I play Miss Moon in drag and we have so many uh, straight people in drag, some guys that don't even look like women. You know, if they come in, they're going to look like ugly women. And the reasoning is we leave Mars and come to Earth because there are no longer any men on Mars to marry because we ate them all. So now we, can, we come to Earth to find uh, what it's like dating 
and going out with uh, humans from planet Earth. So there's a lot of cliche, a lot of camp, a lot of humor. Um, so if you think you'd like to see that film, yell out. Go on my first Facebook page and say, yes, Ron, uh, let's encourage Marcel Waltz to do zombie drag queens from outer space. Woo! Funny film. We need to have a laugh. We have so much horror going on right now. We really need to watch a movie that we just scream from. And we watch it a few times because we don't want to lose uh, watching all the... Oh, there she is. There she is. <laughs> hey, say something so we can make sure we can hear you. Can you hear me? Hi, guys. Hi. Why are you wearing that high blouse? <laughs> high in the front, but low in the back. So turn it around. <laughs> Take it off and turn it around. No. Oh my God, look how gorgeous. And look at that. She's got wings because a tattoo on her back. Giant I angel just wings. I told Dave Hughes in, in England, he's watching. He can't. Dave Hughes is our perverted guy. He's married. And he's, oh, he's totally perverted. Every gorgeous girl that comes on that's sexy, he goes insane for. And he's never met you. So I warned him. I said, we have the sexiest, the hottest, the most beautiful, talented, gorgeous girl in the world on our show. So he got all excited. He said, oh, my tower is not up. I said, when you see her, your tower will go up. Trust me. <laughs> so hold on. We got to do an actual introduction. I love so. her. I love kisses to you, my honey bunch. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of the most gorgeous and supremely talented actresses in Hollywood, Angie Stevenson. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, everybody. So hi. you already know Ron, but say yes. hi to Ron. Hi, Ronnie. And hi. then we have a we work Angie and I work together. I know. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We have a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. All countries represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Oh, hi, everybody. And then say hi to Dave because we always like to let the beautiful women no, say no, hi no, to Dave. No, no. Come close to your camera mm -hmm. and give him one of the sexiest kisses you possibly could. <laughs> No, just pucker up. Don't look at uh, Dave. Are you looking at this beauty? I think. Dave, Ooh, oh, oh my God. God. Dave just died. I swear to you, he's dead. <laughs> Dave just killed himself. Oh, my God. I want one of those. No, no, he's really a pervert. He's in every week. And yeah. you, oh, you have, he's in love with Sadie Katz. He only wants to ball her. And he loves our Sarah Davis, a uh, Sherry Davis. Oh, yeah, he likes Sherry Davis. I mean, he is out there for And he liked Devony Penn, all your contemporaries. All your fellow yes, actors. I love all those ladies. I know. And I warned him. I said, now we have the super duper of them all coming on the beautiful Angie Stevenson. So he's all excited. Dave, are you alive still? Yeah, he's there. He says his stream is lagging, unfortunately, but he's very happy. <laughs> Dave, can you see what she looks like? She's gorgeous. Come, I don't like the shot. It's too far away. Come there. That's, you that's <laughs> now we see that beautiful. Is it blurry or is it my eye? Uh, it's not blurry. Um, it's her. It's her screen, and so it's kind of like she has a filter on, but Why she didn't do, do it on purpose because that's just the way her computer is. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. You know, I live in a little cabin in the Hollywood Hills, and my internet setup up here isn't ideal. Yeah, because, you know, you don't need filters with that face that you got. <laughs> but you look fabulous, though. You look fast, especially you know, up close like and, that. And Angie, did you know that we met before the shoot that we did last week? Yeah, we met her lots of times. I found a picture of you and I together, hugging. We met her all kinds of yeah, times. Yeah, but how come I didn't remember who she was? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I certainly would have remembered Angie Stevens. You saw her at the, um, first of all, she's in Xenophobia. 
Right. So you met her on the set of Xenophobia when we went there because she's in the Thomas Churchill version of it. Okay. And she was all bloody then, so she didn't look like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you met her at the Nation's Fire premiere. Right. I don't know. You've met her a whole bunch of times. He doesn't well, remember. I don't know why I, I didn't remember. Maybe it's the age because, and this is no smoke up your ass or any kind of bluff. Um, you are by far one of the sweetest, kindest, most generous, adorable, love-giving, warm, beautiful people I know. And you are special to me now because we worked the whole day together. <laughs> and I found you to be just the nicest girl uh, nicest actress. You're not neurotic. You're not insane. You're not a bitch. You're just good people. And now I know who you are, and I'll remember you till my dying day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Angie. You know that. Aww, we had so much fun that day. Well, not really. I got very ill, and so did <laughs> so did Lorene Landon. Lorene and oh, I got yes, we got heat exposure from the uh -oh. heat. Yes, it was very hot. No it was air. very hot. And uh, the both of us, we, we got very sick from the heat for a couple. I'm still getting over it. And I, I go in the sun again, and I only make it rehappen. But um, really and truly, the people of the bar and grill that we worked in, I think they knew they were full of shit. Their air conditioner worked, I think. They were just cheap. They didn't want to run the, for us. <laughs> I, I don't know, because, you know, the lights make it like 150 degrees in there. Yeah, you might be, but do you think it was a sound issue where they weren't turning the air on for sound? Yeah, it could be because yeah, they, they had it on at one point. It was super loud. Yeah, but they could have turned it on, cooled the joint down, and then we could have worked. You know, I was in, uh, well, not whatever I was in with tie and shirt was hot. But anyway, we did it. You guys, they're talking about Clown Motel 2, where Angie played. Who do you play? Uh, who did I play? <laughs> I played a military weapons specialist. Sergeant Robert. There you go. Sergeant Robert. And right. he was General Milan. And I'm at the pool table while she's got all these weapons on the pool table. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you remember your lines? Tell us about the weapons on the pool table. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Listen to these lines, folks. I she's not going to remember I them. wouldn't have gotten these lines right if it took 20 years. Go. I, I don't remember. I know it was something like from your Oh, we don't want to give it away. No, yeah, but true. the lines were unbelievable. I thought to myself, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what she's speaking of. I hope the audience does. She was talking watch. about all these guns that weren't on the table. <laughs> right. And I, <laughs> and Thank I thought, you. you. know, the people, when they watch this movie, if they know what that means, I guess a lot of gun enthusiasts will. Okay, let's talk sure. about you. How about the boyfriend? What's he all about? <laughs> I told you. <ya. laughs> I told you. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Um, well, I do have somebody special in my life. He's I hear he's famous. He is. I didn't tell him that. He remembered that from that day. I didn't bring it up at all. I only remember what's important. Oh, goodness. Um, yes, I, I, I've had a very wonderful musician um, in my life for years. And, you know, unfortunately, we've kind of, had a little bit of a gap between us during this COVID time because I'm in California and he's back East. Um, just different work is taking us different places. So we haven't been able to see each other much. And probably that's, that's not good. I don't care for that. 
either. So we're just, you know, we're focusing on ourselves right now. And well, if I were a multi, multi, multi gazillionaire, yeah. and if I were 35 years old and straight. I would propose to you. Look at all those ifs, though. There's a lot of ifs in there. <laughs> and, and also, if the queen had balls, she'd be king. <laughs> Ron, I would say yes. I know. I love you so much. You really are a nice person, and I'm so happy that you're our friend. The misunderstanding was you said your aunt has a place in, in Palm Springs that my daughter's good friends with. Well, it turned out it was a different person. But, uh, okay. but you've got to come to Palm Springs. That's why I sent you that weird email, text that night. Like, what's your name's right. hotel? Because we were having dinner with Ron's yeah. daughters, and they were, like, talking about a different hotel. Yeah. And we thought it was the same one. So when I have my garden party, I'm expecting you guys, you and your, whoever, to come to our garden party. You can yeah. bring your aunt. When it cools off. Yeah, yeah, bring your aunt. I would love that. You know, her place is up for sale right now. so she's. Well, maybe you want to give her a little plug. Oh, Ruby Montana's Coral Sands Inn. There you guys go. If you anybody looking to buy an inn in Palm Springs, which it's a great place to be, now you know it's the Coral Springs Inn, and it's for sale. Google it. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think you're familiar with the Coral Springs Inn. It's a nice place. Yeah, it's it's quaint. It's got about seven rooms, so you it's right. actually selling as more of a compound. Right. Um, you know, family vacation rental. Everybody can have their own room. Um, right kind of a thing. But yeah, it's pretty special. And Dave Hughes is boarding a plane right now to Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that? Did you hear that? Buy it for me. Oh, yes. he's in love. I know, Dave. We, we make <clears throat> Every week he comes on our show from England. I, I mean, the poor guy now. We're there six hours ahead. Yeah. So what is, eight, eight from eight here. Eight hours. So what is it? One in the morning? Three. Yeah. It's one in the morning in England. No, 11. It's 11 at 11, night. 11. 11 at night. Oh, no, it's 8 at night because it's noon here. I'm getting it fixed with East Coast. It's 8 o'clock at night. That's not that bad. All right. I don't live in New York anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so listen up, everybody. First of all, you guys can follow Angie Stevenson on her social media. On Twitter, she's RealAngieS. And on Instagram, she's Angie Stevenson Official, where she posts fabulous pictures, of which Teresa Saban is already talking about how great your Instagram is. She loves all your pictures. Aww. And... um. Um, so you can follow her there. You've seen her on many things, but one of the things, one of the things that is kind of like a claim to fame is Sons of Anarchy, and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk about. I want to say one thing before oh. you grab it, folks. The blouse she has on, she looks flat chested. Let me tell you, this girl's got a set of jugs that'll knock your eyes out of your head. <laughs> well, one, you know, I'm trying to be more than just my set of jugs. She's demure. No, demure. we like those knockers, honey. I kept staring at them, and I'm gay. You know, no, you have a beautiful body because your boobs go out, your ass goes out. You're like an S. No, you have a very beautiful profile, side view body. And by and the way, minute, and when you walk away, you have a great ass. And when you're coming forward, you got great jugs. So I would say that you're an all around girl. And not only that, you guys, she's a great actress and she's a workout fiend. And we are billing her as going to be one of the next female action uh, action stars. Oh, yeah. So if you are looking for a beautiful woman who can also act and be a badass, Angie Stevenson is your girl. I mean, she's got some work history that I'm going to let Jimmy tell all of you out there. I just want to talk about some of these really no, bomb give ones. Credits. Give all, I want to talk about one. Well, yeah. But we have this one movie because I swear to God, every time I mention your name to people, if they're a diehard horror fan, they always come up with this movie and I didn't even see it. And just by the title, I know it's probably a junker. But uh, <laughs> Piranha Anac Piranaconda. 
Oh, Everybody talks about Piranaconda. I'm not kidding you. You put your name in there like, oh my gosh, she was in Piranaconda. And I'm like, like, how did even anybody even know that film? I mean, it has a good Michael Madsen, Rachel Hunter. The, Rachel Hunter, that's like Rod Stewart's wife, right? Yeah, that was Rod Stewart's wife. And Jed Rowan, who's the bad killer in Blind, is <laughs> in it. And you're in it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I literally die in, I think, the first 20 minutes of the film. Oh, so we have to watch it at least for the first 20 minutes to watch you die. And then turn it off. <laughs> but, like, is it is the film any good? I mean, because some of those cheesy films are just fun, and they become kind of like cult classics. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, and, and it gets replayed, you know, probably till the end of time on the Sci-Fi channel. So it's going to, you know... Be with me for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm gonna totally like watch it. I'm gonna totally watch it because I, I like all I those have dumb one ones. of those. It's called Croker. But it doesn't get played on the Sci-Fi Channel. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that that film is gonna follow me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, if I if somebody approaches me to do a movie and I don't want to do it, all I have to say is watch Croker, and then they retract the offer. Yeah. So one thing that's cool about you too, though, even though you didn't do the first clown motel, you did the first clown motel short that actually spawned the entire clown motel franchise. I did. Yeah. So you're with, with Dave Bailey and, and Joseph Kelly, you guys, and then she wasn't in clown motel one. And now she's got a good role in clown motel two opposite Ron. And, and, and we think that's going to come out, uh, hit film festivals. I think in February they were talking about, and I told Dave Bailey, uh, in the next film, I'm in Dave's film. I forgot what it's called. I said to Dave, absolutely, Angie has to play my wife, even though she's a lot younger. <laughs> but, you know, I don't look 100, and I could probably pass for 60. And you're supposed to, like, have and a she gorgeous looks wife. 25, so that's not that many years different. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I said, I said, whatever you do, don't give me Eileen Dietz as a wife. I'll kill myself because I'm supposed to be very sexy. Like I go behind you and I hold your waist and I say, come on upstairs. I'm ready. I'm really wanting it. You know, that kind of, I'm a horny husband. Yeah. And I thought that would be a great role to play with you. I think it sounds good. I'd love to see you and Eileen. I'd love to see you and Eileen do it. You were right there when I told Dave and Dave said, yeah. it's a consideration. There you go. It's well, a good. Let me tell you something. I read his script. Yeah. It's going to be a good movie. It's a good for once. In a lifetime, a good script came my way. Oh, good. Oh, no, it's a good script. It's a very good feature film. And if you played the wife, it's a very uh, twisting character. It, okay. She's not what she appears to be. So. I like it. Yeah, it's a good film. Dave wrote a, a really good film. He's almost financed, I think. So we okay. should be shooting that soon. So also he then hasn't casted it yet. We saw we wait a minute. Yeah. He casted me as the father because he reads what I write about my daughters all the time. And he said, Ron, when I wrote your part, I wrote it in your voice. So that's good. And with my earplug, I should have no problem with, with lying. <laughs> I love it. Well, you are a very good actor, Ron, and, and you look striking on camera. I was well, watching the monitor during yeah, the so. I mean, I am a good actor. I've been doing it for 63, 43 years, but uh, we're not using no, the 63. 63 years. We're not using the uh, cell phone anymore. We're going to go out now and buy the actual mic and little tiny plug that Robert De Niro uses and all those actors that are my age. Yeah. So that I we'll have like no problem. It. We could go through those lines really quick. 
So hold on. So we went and saw yeah, Xenophobia, which is in Walmart and all the stores and digital download sites now, which is a trilogy of stories. One of the trilogy stories was called, was it, what was yours? The Sullivan House? The Sullivan, well, Sullivan House. And then I was in the ending as well. Okay, so the Sullivan House in the ending, and the Sullivan House was directed by Tom Churchill, Thomas Churchill, and she's in that scene, and, and in it with her is Mark Hoadley, Kel- Kelly Mark, Lynn Ryder, uh, Carly Perez, and, and and I thought of the trilogy of the three films, you guys, this was definitely like the best one of the three, and um, and and when we first met you, you had blood all over you, and I was like, oh, I was so disappointed because I was like, what if I never see her again? And then I the only picture I have is her like with all this like blood all over where you know she looks good and everything, but like I want a picture of her when she's like a supermodel. <laughs> oh, that was the first time I yes, met. that was the first time we had just moved here. We had just moved to California. Yeah, and we did a little round table interview. Yeah, and I still have all that footage. You know, I remember, someplace. You know what? Yeah, all of that has come back to me. Now I remember almost the dialogue we did in that kitchen because everybody kept telling me, shut up, they're shooting. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark, Mark, was, Mark, Mark was in the other room being tortured by the women. Yeah. And I thought Mark did a brilliant, brilliant job performing. I mean, I loved his work in being tortured. He really, I mean, I know Mark. Mark is a biker. He's a tough guy. And yeah. for him to portray that man that is so vulnerable, crying and begging for his life. I don't understand why Mark wasn't noticed by a lot of people. I like Mark a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah, he did really well. And that was, that was not an easy, you know, we're in a garage. It was very talking about hot from cloud motel. That was, it it was like a hot sauna box. I mean, I won't give away what happens. But something rolls across. But you guys got to go see it, and you got to go get you gotta it. Got to go see it. It's it's really uh, an in, a very interesting film, a good film. I w- I wasn't bored. I didn't clip my toenails or fingernails while watching it. <laughs> sleep, yeah. Because sometimes we go to those movie premieres, and in the middle of it, he wakes up from sleeping. Yes. And he'll wake up, and he'll and everybody notices that he wakes up, or he makes these noises. Ah, ah, ah. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm Italian. Italians make sounds. If the film is really bad and the actor is reading lines and doing a dreadful job, I sometimes go, oh, Jimmy, oh, oh, I can't bear it. I can't believe we drove two hours for this. I mean, I can't bear <laughs> the shit that these people produce, these $2 movies, I call them. What the fuck are they trying to do, ruin our business? You know, but- I know. But I think they're getting better because I'm out there yelling at them all the time saying, be more Hollywood, be more professional. You know, there is, you don't always have to speak in a film. Right. You could do two minutes of just this. Now, if I do this, you know, my nose is itchy. Okay. So you don't have to say, oh, my nose is itchy. Do that. But when they write, the writers of today, they don't understand that there are actors out there, not just line readers. And I mean, I, I don't want to talk about films that my friends did. Yeah, don't. No, I won't. <laughs> but I will say one thing. Marcel Waltz. <laughs> I am a great fan of Marcel Waltz. Do you know Marcel? No, I don't. We need to well, introduce you. You're, you're going to meet him. And I want you to be in one of his films. He's, he's German from Germany, has done wonderful films in Germany. But right now he has a film out that I insist you watch. It comes out in November 7th. With Sarah French. It's huh? called Blind. 
it is the best film that's been out all years out of all of them. A movie star who's gorgeous and famous goes to get laser surgery for her eyes and they blind her. And now she lives in her mansion up in the Hollywood Hills. But a fan who's crazy moves in and she doesn't know he's there. So he watches her shower. He watches her when she sleeps. He stalks her. And he then, kills everybody wait, no, no, who no, no, comes. No, shut the fuck up. Don't give away the plot. <laughs> then, then the story unfolds and it's a chiller. It's not a killer. It's not a bloodthirsty film. It's a Hitchcockian kind Suspense. of a thriller. Yeah. And and the ending <laughs> is stupendous. And now they're doing Blind 2, which I'm excited about because it's going to continue what happens to Sarah French. But Marcel is someone you have to know. And I know he's going to love you when he meets you. Well, I would love to meet him. I'm I'm German, too. German yeah, well, you know. oh, yeah, well, that's good. You speak German? Oh. Can you understand it? A little bit. Marcel Marcel is gay and he's married to Dom and his husband is an airline pilot for China Air from Germany. And of course, he's not working now because of the virus. And Marcel, I believe blind, you know, they have blind dolls now, blind masks, everything. Yeah, at Spirit Halloween will have like the actual costume for the killer in it. Marcel's going to be super loaded, wealthy, rich. I'm so happy. Anyway, he's got a couple of films that he's working on mm-hmm. that are going to be excellent films. Excellent. So hold on, let's go back to you. So I'm going to talk about some other ones. Okay, so I don't even know what The Family is. Is The Family a horror film? Yeah, The Family was the first horror film that I ever did uh, with uh, Tony Todd. Uh, oh, Kate we Potter. love Tony Todd. I know, I, I wrote it down. So all these people have been on our show. Michael Berryman, Tony Todd, Kane Hodder, Devaney Penn, and Jessica Cameron. That's why I wrote it down. I'm actually doing a movie with Kane Hodder right now. And um, okay. uh, and so so that was your first horror film. So do you, let's say you weren't in horror films. Do you watch horror films? Do you like them? You know, I, I'm, I do like them. I'm not like a huge horror film buff. I, for some reason, really love acting in them. Um, okay. I'm not like a crazy horror fanatic. Um, I don't like watching them alone is the problem. See, I, I couldn't care less. I think they're stupid. And I think they're for kids. No, I think they, even though I'm in them, you know, I'm in them. It's like a joke. I mean, I love them. Some some of my lines, I just think to myself, why? But um, Halloween is my favorite time of year. I've got a six foot Jason. I've got a seven foot werewolf. I got clowns. We just got an alien in my office. Uh, I love all the horror stuff. I have uh, I, I, I'm friends with most of the horror movie people back on, from my clothing designer days. And I have autographed everything from all of them. And like, I'm a diehard horror movie fan. You'll like, see it when you come to like, what's house. a what's a horror movie that you like? Not one that you've been in, but like other horror movies that did you that you think, oh my gosh, I like this horror movie. Oh gosh, I mean, I like all the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, I like Rob Zombie films. I think they're fantastic. Um, you know, I like I like more of like a, a thriller kind of mystery horror. So do I. So like Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho. That's the only film that ever moved me emotionally into being shocked. Uh, the original Psycho with Janet Lee was one, and Tony Perkins was wonderful. <clears throat> That's why Churchill tries to be uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and I'm happy about it because he's a great fan of Hitch's, and uh-huh. he tries to put a little Hitchcock in his films, mm-hmm. which is good. It shouldn't only be the same shit. Ten people go into a house, 
10 people one by one get chopped up. He hates that. And then the one gets away with it. I mean, how many times have we seen that stupid plot? Writers change it, you know, do something different. Yeah. I like, I like more of the mental game stuff. Like I like when there's like a weird psychology behind the character, um, whoever the bad guy yeah. is. So yeah. name a movie that's got that. Oh, I don't know. Like Hannibal. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I love Hannibal. Yeah, I, I like all of them. The other movie that I <laughs> I really enjoyed was Sadie Katz in uh, what's it? Megan. Megan, you have to see it. Sadie did it. They took it. They flew it to Genoa, Italy, and they wow. shot it up in the mountains in a beautiful old cabin. Um, I loved Sadie's performance, but I had difficulty with her delivering her lines. And you know, Sadie's my best friend, so we talk, you know, level. And I said, Sadie, what happened? She said, Ron, remember, those lines were written in Italian. Then they translated them to English, and they lost their value in the English transition. But but Sadie Katz uses her eyes and her face. (laughs) So she's an actress. Dave Hughes said he's almost in Hollywood, and you won't have to watch any of the films alone. Perfect. He's on his private jet. Yeah. I do love them. I just I can't stand to watch them alone and then be alone in the house. I like the the fun campy ones. Like the Lost Boys is a very fun favorite film of mine. Um, uh, um, Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Santa Cruz. um, so I love I love the Lost Boys. I love the Hellraiser series, the Friday the Thirteenth series. The first couple saws were really good, um, but I yeah I like all of that stuff. So okay, so let's say you're in all these horror. Let me just mention a couple other films you're in, and then we'll talk about something else. So you got Rusty Tulloch, which I guess is a uh, it's got a sequel. There's two of them. Oh, d- does it? Rusty no. Tulloch and then Die for a Dollar. Okay, I so think- the same film. I believe they changed the name. Oh, well, it's got two separate listings on IMDb with Eric Roberts, Richard Tyson, uh, you. And uh, so that's like a fun one because we've seen Richard Tyson making a big comeback lately. And then uh, you did recently last year at the end of the year, The Step Daddy with Vincent Ward, Lou Temple, Felissa Rose, Sadie Katz, Sherry Davis, and Kelly Lynn Ryder, which all of those them have been on our show, too. And that was directed by Churchill. And Eric Roberts can't remember a line either, you know. He has such difficulty. I'm going to tell him. No, when I see him, I'm going to tell him to get an earplug. He doesn't need cue cards. He only has to get his an earplug. (laughs) Ron's spilling everyone's secret. (laughs) It's not a big deal. Hey, we get up there in years. Where do you think this gorgeous creature is going to be when she's 80? Still a piece of ass, but she's not going to remember her lines at 80, I doubt. You never know. You never know. I mean, her body will be magnificent. All right, so her we, face will be beautiful. She won't be able to move it, but it'll be beautiful. Okay, so you then she was on Sons of Anarchy, you guys, and she did an, uh, an episode of SEAL Team, which actually I'm friends with Neil Brown Jr., who's on SEAL Team, and he, he, he's been on our show two or three times, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't really – I kind of lost touch when they got the Academy Award nomination from Straight Outta Compton. Like, I haven't really talked to him – you know, in like two years, but, but a great guy, really cool guy. Uh, he actually came on for a birthday show that we did for somebody. And, um, so that's freaking awesome. So you've done TV, you've done movies. Let's do uh, like some hypothetical things like, like, okay. If Are you, we there yet? Yes. Oh, let's go so fast. No, we got time. We got time. We got oh, like then, 15 then minutes. Do the hypotheticals later. 
Well, why? What do you want to talk about? I like when you end the show with the hypotheticals. Okay. It's a good segue out. Uh, I want to know more about her. We know her career. We know she's a wonderful actress. But for her fans, you know, fans, years ago, we had movie magazines. And the magazines came into your house, photographed you in the bathtub, in the kitchen, you know, all over. Then they talked about you like roses or you like Cadillacs. And the fans got to know you. And they sort of like felt buddies. They don't do that anymore. So I like to bring that kind of Hollywood back. What do you, what do you, what do you drive? Oh, um, currently, well, currently I, I drive a white Mercedes. Okay. Um, pulled up trucks my whole life, but you know, those don't go very well in Hollywood with parking and stuff. And, and, <laughs> and up in the hills, the hills are Rio Janeiro. If I someone, if someone would just if someone would just send you flowers, what kind of what's your favorite flowers? White roses. Well, me too. Oh my god, that's, that's mine. See, that's why you guys are so alike. Absolutely. <laughs> I have them in the garden. I love my white oh, roses. I love that. You know what I've been getting into lately? I've been planting a succulent cactus garden. That's pretty. I have that also. You know, Palm Springs cactus grows like weeds. Okay. Yeah. If you were if you were to find the ideal man, the man of your dreams, yeah. tell me a little bit about who he is and what he would be like. Oh goodness. Um start off with Dave Hughes. Sixty-five <laughs> <laughs> year old married whore. <laughs> Not a few of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna avoid those in the future. Yes, good, good. So what, uh, who's your ideal man? What 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 are the qualities that he must have for you to appreciate him? Honest. That's um, good. Yeah, honesty, um, humor. I love humor. You know, somebody that can make me laugh, be goofy with me. Um, somebody creative-minded. I think that that I can appreciate that. Um, just. You know, loyalty, I think, is is probably the number one thing. And that's tough in this town. Well, you just described me. <laughs> well, what are we with? I am really all those things. That's why Jimmy and I get along so well. I have to. I don't fool around. I don't cheat. I flirt because I'm Italian and we have to flirt. People yeah. expect it of Italian-Americans. <laughs> um, but I agree with you. Honesty is the most important. You know, if something's bugging you, tell me. Don't keep it in and hate me. Yeah. Um, have you been married? I have been married. Um, married and divorced. I got married very young at 20 years old to a musician. This is kind of my thing. Um, but a broke musician. <laughs> and we Not were married <laughs> for six years in, in Los Angeles. And and uh, that's what kind of brought me up to the city. I was living in Orange, from Santa Cruz to Orange County, and then up to Los Angeles, kind of followed him up here. So, so you were born in Santa Cruz. Uh, Dave Hughes says he drives a, a Mercedes and a Lotus, so he can be her chauffeur. And I need to, and I, and then he wrote 65, I need to add a few years. Okay, 72 and a whore. <laughs> He's such a degenerate. <laughs> we and love he, you, and Dave. He, and he's married, and, his, and he doesn't care that his wife hears this. He has. <laughs> he's probably so loyal. He's so probably just such yeah. a trash talker, and he's so loyal. Exactly. He's kissing her feet all day long. Right. Exactly. See, it's not those ones you have to worry about. It's the yes. quiet ones. 
Yes, it's the oh, quiet yeah. ones because they're the ones you don't know okay, what's going on. Now, now, who has come on to you and upset you so tremendously by their crudeness? Not the person, the type. Oh, the type. Um, well, probably just, you know, married married men that come on and hide it. Oh, that's the worst. I mean, did, did anybody ever grab your ass or stuff like that? No, I've grabbed a few, though. <laughs> <laughs> good girl. Good girl. <clears throat> that was a good answer. <laughs> that's a good girl. I love her. Well, you're really terrific. We're having fun again. Um, okay, next question. Favorite food? The dish that you would order if it were your life at stake? Sushi. Hey. Uh, we disagree there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would I wouldn't eat that shit if you paid me. Ceviche. I love ceviche. See so ceviche. The hell is ceviche? It's like a, a shrimp dish that you usually get on vacation. You have a nice margarita with it. Oh see, I don't eat fish. Ever. Okay. So I would He's all Italian, so he would eat something Italian. I would eat either a huge steak or chicken parmesan because those are my oh, two so favorite things. Shit. He'd eat McDonald's. He'd eat the no. Burger, I do like all that Burger too. Queen. He'd eat all that crap. <laughs> well, I do, do you, love spaghetti and meatballs, and I like a good tuna fish sandwich. Oh, then you have to come to my. house. Do you eat any dinner. junk? Do you eat any junk at all? Like, do you eat any no. fast food? Not no. with a not not with a body. What about like Chipotle? That? Uh... I have eaten Chipotle on occasion. I've kind of been going through this whole thing of, you know, knowing where my any meat products are coming from um, that I eat. And it's just a personal preference. Now, if a very tall, dark, handsome, gorgeous young man asked you on a date and then he said to you, where would you like to go? Where would you tell him? Gosh, if I could pick anywhere, probably no. Anything, anywhere, oh, your heart's maybe, desire. Maybe Nobu and Malibu. Nobu and Malibu. Oh yeah, Malibu. Ron likes that one. That's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. That's a very romantic place because, I, if I remember correctly, the windows are all glass and the waves almost come up to the windows. Am I yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and they I, I they used to be years ago, candles. They used to have candles on the table. So they still have candles. Mm, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's been yeah. a few months. So. Place is, that place was called something else years ago, and then they bought it, and they refurbished it and made it bigger. But uh, I believe that Kim Novak and Kirk Douglas made a movie in the original place. It was called Strangers When We Meet. And that's the era, the 1962. That's when I was in that restaurant the old way. And it was probably one of the most romantic places to be. Very romantic. Yeah. And the food was decent. A lot of fish shit. I used to eat around it. Why don't know? You just don't like fish. Have you ever liked fish? Not at all. I don't eat it. I hate it. It's I like it. I like some of it. <clears throat> so I just got a text message uh -huh. from Dean Piper, who owns the radio station, yeah. who says, you are absolutely gorgeous, and he'll apply to be your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually, he's one of the premier uh, music journalists in the country. Oh, really? And he goes to all the festivals, all well, when festivals were going on and interviews every band and everything like that. So he would oh, like it. And he is also one of my favorite people. 
he is an honest guy, outspoken, and very, very, um, not an ounce of prejudice in that man's body. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He is such a cool guy. So I want to know he's a degenerate. Who, are, yeah, who are some like growing up? Who were some of your musician crushes? Since you like musicians, who were some of the ones you were like, oh, my God, I like so much because you you don't like you don't from what I've seen in pictures of you, uh, you don't really go after that traditional muscle bound like Malibu beach guy. You go after like the rock star looking guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like tattoos. They're kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. A little edge to them. I like a little scruff. I don't like a, you know, clean shaven. Yeah, you, you don't like fairy looking men. Men, <laughs> men don't look like fairies. <laughs> now, listen. But I, I'm not sexually drawn to them. Neither, um, neither am I. I hate those queens. But Jimmy and I are now going to ask you on a date. Okay. Where are we going? We're going to take you on a date okay. when the uh, dome opens again. Oh, that she'll like that. You're gonna love it because all Pink Floyd, all of our friends that play in the orchestra will be there. It's an evening. We lay in a lounge. You look up at the ceiling, and all kinds of magnificent stuff happens while the Pink Floyd people are playing. Uh, the music is incredible. The evening is fantastic, and we're gonna take you there. And you're it's at the Wisdom it. in the L.A. Wisdom, our... Wisdom. Have you ever been to the Wisdom? No, I have not. Well, it's an amazing we're thing. We're going to take you because we get in for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like expensive. So it's very expensive. So but you go and you lay and, and, and members of Pink Floyd and Kid, Kid Rock's band and all these different bands, they made like a super group. Stephen Perkins from Jane's Scott, Addiction. Scott Page yeah, is and, on and they, have a, and they play Pink Floyd music while they have this cool show that like does it on the roof. Um, in 3D, it's awesome. So you get to lay back. And yeah, you lay back yeah, and you watch lay in it. These lounges. And you look Anytime up I can lay back on my back, I'm happy. Yeah, yes, it's. If, fun. If, if, <laughs> if, 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 she said, "Anytime she lays on her back, she's happy good. to watch a good show." <laughs> yeah, but, uh, if, if you you know get a gummy bear and eat an ear, it's even yeah. better. You gotta like love it. Wait, wait. If you're a little loaded, she, you know. She didn't answer me though. Who are some like growing up? Who are some of the band people that you liked, or what bands did you like growing up? When you were 21 and you just got divorced and you were looking for the next band guy to go out with, like, what was a famous band that you'd be like, "Oh my god, I love this band." Okay, well, I've always had a big crush on Slash. Oh, really? Slash from Guns N' Roses. I've actually met him once. He's just—I don't know—that big smile, the big puffy lips, the big teddy bear body that just oh, yeah. see that one wouldn't do much for me but i actually met uh it shouldn't you married you no we're talking about when we were 20 yeah when we were 20 uh i actually was uh, i'm not friends with but i know uh now steven adler uh oh. so he's the drummer from guns and roses but i i wasn't a huge like so what kind of bands do you like if you're listening right now what kind of bands do you listen to what kind of music do you like Oh gosh, um, I I love the blues. I love rock and roll. I like old standard jazz music. I grew up uh, singing in jazz choir all through high school and middle school. So I kind of um, I have a very eclectic taste. Um, with you know, old music is kind of my thing. But I Peggy like Lee, did you do you like Peggy Lee? I love Peggy Lee. She's my favorite female. Johnny Mantis. Yes. My favorite male, and I know Johnny, and he's as wonderful as his voice is. Oh, he's sweet, shy, and gentle, Johnny. I love him to death. Well, that would be my go-to karaoke song. Would be Fever. Oh, that's funny. Okay, 
So we also, uh, we also actually, believe it or not, before Ron was on the show, because uh, I had the show a couple of years before Ron came on. When it was lousy, uh, it was a we, shitty radio show. We, we, actually, we actually had your boyfriend's band on our show at that time, um, which was very fun uh, when they had a huge hit, like because they've had several hits. Like they had one of their big hits. I don't even know how we got them. Somebody contacted us and had them come on, but we had a blast with it. And uh, so let's go to some hypotheticals. Can we tell people what band he's in or no? Have a field day. So Pop Evil, you guys. She dates someone in Pop Evil. I'll give his name for credit. And uh, his name's secret. I mean, he's. It's all. We're still, you know, all over our social. It's all over social media. His name's so Matt, what, right? What's yeah. his secret? His name's now, Matt, and he's if super I, cool looking. Do, do you want to give me his phone number so I can call him and tell him if he doesn't marry you in six months, it's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll beat the shit no, out of him. No, wait, wait, wait. This is I, the thing. We're like a bird and a fish. Like we, we might, we love each other, but we, we don't know where to live. Like he likes the woods. He likes to be in the middle of nowhere. I like the California sun. I have family here. So it's like that kind of a, a thing. All you, have work do, it out. all you have to do is get a house up at Lake Arrowhead. There's plenty of woods up there. There you go. <laughs> There's a solution to every problem if the love is real. But you guys go and watch Pop Evil because Pop Evil is a badass band. We had them on the show. Uh, they play arenas and stuff. They're fabulous. And now I want to go to my hypotheticals because we only have a One couple of thing. minutes. You know, Sadie, Sadie Katz and uh, Sherry Davis are like my children. And now you are also my daughters. And I guide you and I tell you what's wrong and what you're doing wrong. Sadie is in the most wonderful relationship with Miles, and they're going to get married soon. And Sherry Davis, as you know, may be involved with you-know-who, which I'm not allowed to say because I'll get killed. But uh, So now we have to have you in a wonderful, loving relationship because you are too perfect, too special, and too wonderful not to be kissed, held, and loved. And that's my honest opinion. You're, you're wasting it. You're wasting it. Tell Matt. You know, either shit or get off the pot. Like, <laughs> like I told, like I told, I told that to Jimmy. When I met Jimmy, he was in a twenty-eight year relationship, and yeah. he's madly in love with me. Come to my house to, you know, have sex. I said that's not what it's about, baby. I'm no Backstreet guy. Either you dump this creep, or and marry me, or get lost. Well, he dumped the creep and married me. That's right. Aww. Especially you know, since Ron went to the guy's fucking door, went to my house and told him everything. No, 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 no. He was so he was so excited to meet me and so impressed. Oh, Ron Russell, what a pleasure! What an honor to meet you. I'm so happy. I said in ten, in ten minutes you won't think so. Romantic. <laughs> I'm I'm right. I tell it like it is, baby. I spare nothing. So hold on, we got to go because we only have a couple minutes. We're gonna have to. Okay, so tell me this. Uh, hypothetical uh, on your bucket list. First of all, everybody, I'm just gonna say this again. We're gonna push Angie Stevenson to be the next female action hero, and uh, and she'll she's gonna be super hot because a lot of the female action heroes are a little bit like dikey looking, and she's not. So it'll be fabulous that we have a, a beautiful, gorgeous action hero. But if you could have been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to been in? And then the second part of the question is bucket list male and female celebrity that you would love to have an opportunity to work with. Oh, okay. Um, I can let's see here. Movie, hypothetical movie, uh, maybe Scarface. Or true romance. True romance. Oh, but that's a good one too. <laughs> and nobody ever says now, that. Wait a minute. Why Scarface? What part would you play? 
Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Well, you could get away with it. Yeah, you could play Michelle Pfeiffer. You're on her type. Does it have to be a movie or can it be a television show? It can be a television show, too. Give us a television show you'd like to be in. What I'm, have obsessed, I been in? I'm obsessed with the show Kingdom right now. It's on Netflix. And it's this MMA show. And I just I just can't stop watching it. I'm almost done and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So um, let's contact him and tell him you want to be in it. Well, it's over. It, unfortunately, it was filmed in, I think, 2014. Oh, too bad we can't get there then. Yeah, we didn't. We got to find another one though. You're going to send me a list of all the shows that are on right now that are still filming that you want to like be in, and we'll contact all of them and pitch you. Also, you know, Jimmy produces movies, not $2. I told her. Not $2. And I'm trying, I'm working on her the now. The real big movies. Wait, wait, actors and actresses you want to be in, be, would like to work with. What's an actor and an actress you think would be fun to work with? Would like to work with, um, gosh, I mean, Jack Nicholson is. Oh, oh I like that. Jack I like that. Working anymore but i just okay yeah but i heard that people that work with him would really didn't have a happy time (laughs) yeah i like him so nice nice guy but difficult i love him in that wolf movie with michelle pfeiffer nice guy but very difficult difficult on the set okay so uh, that's okay and then another one And, and a female and a female um i love sharon stone okay that's good i was gonna say don't say meryl streep my daughter My daughter knows Sharon well because my daughter worked for Platinum uh, Business Management and my daughter handled all of Sharon Stone's uh, money and business. And Leslie said, uh, knowing her, you want to kill yourself. Oh, really? Well. Doesn't listen. She bought a Rolls Royce. She backed it in the garage and knocked out a light. Blamed it on Rolls Royce and the company that sold it to her because the beeping didn't happen. And she insisted on a new Rolls Royce. And she contacted my daughter and said, Leslie, get me a new Rolls Royce because the one I have doesn't work. It's broken. So Leslie said, Sharon, we can't do that. So Sharon said, you tell Rolls Royce and the dealership that if they give me a new Rolls Royce, they can photograph me in it four times. So they negotiated that, and Rolls Royce gave her a brand new Corniche white convertible. Oh, that's Sharon Stone. They think in the chat room you'd look good with Dolph Lundgren in a movie, but I don't agree with that. So he's too passe. You know what? If Sharon gets word of what I just, I know said, you're dumb to say that. <laughs> my, my, my daughter signed a what do you call it? Non-disclosure. Yeah, that's okay. Oh well. Well, she didn't say it. I said it. So. <laughs> So what about if you were going to have a, a, a romantic Hollywood lead by someone famous? Not that you're going to actually go out with them, but you were going to be in a romantic movie with someone who's famous in Hollywood. Who would you like to have in a – who would you like to work with in a, as a romantic lead? And don't lead? say Ron Russell because he's gay. Damn it. Now I'm, I'm blank. I drew a blank. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, hmm. You know, Gerard Butler seems fun. Yeah. I feel like there would be some fun chemistry and, you know. He's also fucking hot. Nice. Good yeah. one. <laughs> I, don't know. Hey, I know who he is. Yeah, you know who he is. What movie? Um, 300. Yeah. You, you've seen him in a ton of movies because we watched something that he was Do in I just think recently. He's yeah, I think you think he's handsome. I'll oh, find good. a picture. Keep talking. Are you allowed to date him? <laughs> No, this wasn't to date him, though. This is just to be in a movie with him. Well, if she's in a movie with him, he's going to hit on her, he's, or he's gay. No, he might be married. That doesn't matter. He'll still hit on her, or he's gay. 
<laughs> How does it feel being so beautiful? I'm going to tell you a little quick story. You know, Jane Russell, the movie legend, was my dearest and best friend. We hung out together. We were like brother and sister. And one day I said to her, Jane, what does it feel like when you look in the mirror now and you don't see what you look like when you were the most beautiful woman in the world? And she turned to me. She said, what the hell do you think, Ron? So do you feel the same way? What's it going to be when you're 89 years old and you look in the mirror and you see an older woman looking back? And are you going to be angry or, or hurt that you're still not young and beautiful? She's going to be old and beautiful. I don't, I don't, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think everybody has their own, um, you know, when it comes to aging and, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not 22 anymore, but um, I, I just hope when I'm in that place that I'm at peace with my life. And there you go. I can say I had a beautiful life and, um, well, know. Jane also felt when she was young, uh, everything was given to her. Mm-hmm. Everything. She, No matter where she went, what she did, everything was given to her. People just catered to her constantly. And now at 89 years old, you know, she hung out with me. I took her to consignment shops to shop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little different from her Hollywood years. But yeah. you know, she was beautiful at 89. She was still a beautiful woman. And I think you're going to be a beautiful woman at 89 also. Well, that's Oh, we got well, an appearance from Bob. There we go. Well, when you're 89, I'll look at you and I'll tell you if you're beautiful or not. I'm sure you will be. So hold on. So real quick, Gerard Butler was, remember the movie we saw about the lady with the TV show? And we just saw it like two weeks ago. And, um, and, and he had the show and he was like all rude and everything. And you love the movie so much. Oh, yeah. That's Gerard Butler. Oh, yeah. Okay. Make <laughs> yeah. a movie with him. If you don't marry him, ball him. And then come back and, come back, come back and give me all the details. So hold oh, on. Yeah. We got to go, though, because we have another guest. He is a guest. hot guy. Let me so you guys, it. please follow Angie on Twitter. It's at Real Angie S. Her Instagram is Angie Stevenson Official, A-N-G-I-E-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N Official. Um, watch all her films, you guys. Uh, she's fabulous. She's wonderful. We're going to work on getting her in some some new stuff that's coming out, and she's got some stuff on IMDb and pre-production. And if you're a director listening to this and you need a, a beautiful, fabulous actress uh, with substance, um, please get in touch with her or get in touch with me because we want Angie Stevenson to be the next like female Bruce Willis. And all of our and, and all of the fans of our show. I hope today we brought you the conversation show that I like doing and now you know more about Angie and you'll love her dearer as a fan. There you go. Angie, thank you so much. We got another guest Until so we got to we go. You again, we'll see you darling. soon. Love stay, you. Stay love safe, you stay well. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. Bye. I love that girl. Yay. Well, you know, I spent the whole day with her and she was just the most delightful person. Look at this Hey, girl. Cheyenne, how you who's doing? This, who's this beautiful Hi. lady? Are you on a phone? Yes. Can you turn it sideways by any chance? Yes, I can. Oh, oh it didn't turn. No, 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 it, though. no. Stay that way. No, you're going upside down. <laughs> I wonder why. It, usually, it, usually it turns with you when you do it. I didn't turn. Okay. That's okay. I just wanted to because then we would have a full feature of you. Look at the smile on this one. She's got <laughs> some smile. People oh, tell you, you. That, Do they tell you that all the time? You have a beautiful smile? Yes, but... It's me. So they ask, why are you smiling? What did you do? And they kind of look around to see what I messed up. <laughs> I think it's so <laughs> nice. 
no, it's so nice that you're happy and you share that smile with everybody. Screw them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank so you. let me it's let me my- do a let me do an official uh, introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly gorgeous and talented Cheyenne Ray Hernandez. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Um, before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. Hi, Ron. And just in, in, in one minute, seeing you and hearing you, I know I'm going to like you. You have a very <laughs> likable, a very happy, likable self. I just the- saw you guys talking to Angie, and I was like, oh, I love them. And <laughs> you know, and awesome. you know. You know Angie, don't you? Because I see she likes your Instagram pictures. I don't know if you know each other or not. Uh, no, I, I I just saw she tagged me in something yesterday. So I'm going to follow her and see what she's about. And oh, stuff. and she, she was, and I mean, she she's actually, gorgeous. She tagged you because both of you yeah, are on our show you know, today. Her, she's fabulous. You'll love her. Her gorgeous she's face gor- is only a part of her. I worked the whole day with her, you know, a 14-hour day. We just shot a film together. And I found the most wonderful, down-to-earth, honest, genuine, lovely actress girl so Aww. be her friend. She's she's not a bitch. She's not a neat evil <laughs> bitch. No, you know how some of these jealous bitches are in the movies. They hate each other. Not I need me. friends. Uh, all of my friends I met I've I've met through a tax collector, and I I have the most amazing friend group. So so I, I mean, she's a I good. Can't wait to meet her too. <laughs> you like like her, Angie. Angie's the real deal. So hold on. We have a chat room full of people with all countries. We have Australia. We have Canada. We have the UK. We have the United States. We have Germany. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. I'm in Australia right now. It's six in the morning. <laughs> yes, Anton. We have Anton. He's in there, too. So tell us. A, so why are you in Australia? Well, my partner lives in Australia. And so we both kind of live half in Australia, half in Hollywood. And I came out here for four days, actually, and then the pandemic hit. And so I just kind uh, of haven't. You're stuck there. <laughs> you're stuck there. Oh, oh my gosh. Australia is not. I've never been, but I have friends that are Australian. And it's a nice place. Yeah, we've to, had a lot of people. It's a nice from, place to get stuck. We've had a lot of people. I only oh, hear yeah. the, the, the telephone system stink. That's what my friend said. If you try to use a, 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 a hook, what's it called? A line tele, telephone? A landline. A landline. They don't work well. Oh, I don't know. We've actually had that over the years because we've been on the air for 13 years. So we've had lots of people from Australia on the show uh, in the past 13 years. And it's always like such a thing because they have to get up so early to come on the show. So we always like appreciate it. But but number one, I want to say congratulations to you. Um, you guys can follow Cheyenne on Instagram. I don't you're not on Twitter, are you? Because I couldn't find you. I have a Twitter. I'm just not. I'm not good at it. I, I honestly, I don't like social media at all. Um, I, I do it because I have to. But um, well, but, your, your, your Instagram, Instagram is busy though. Your Instagram is so you guys can follow her on Instagram. It's at Cheyenne C H E Y E N N E R A E underscore Hernandez H E R N A N D E Z. She's got an active, uh, a very active Instagram because I've been watching it the mm-hmm. last couple of days since you're coming on the show. And um, I want to say congratulations for the tax collector. I went on IMDb like three weeks ago and you were like number 60 something on IMDb. Yeah. And then last so week weird. you were three, last week you were 345 and this week you're like 900. I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, you know, that one movie brings you so high up into the stratosphere and on everybody's like radar. Because uh, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, number 65 on uh, IMDb 
to give you an idea, Margot Robbie, one of the biggest stars on the planet, is number 64 when she was number 65. She was ahead of Angelina Jolie, Charlize Theron. She's ahead of every all the major stars because this film has totally skyrocketed. And from what I understand, and you I'm, know, I'm 61. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations on that. And I heard it was one of your one of your first things that you did. Well, it was it was my first audition uh, when I moved to Hollywood. So it it was it's crazy that it happened and that and that I mean my numbers high like that. I just I, I'm still kind of in disbelief right now because I think I went from being uh, I, I mean I was the newest person on that cast hands down. Everybody else is like established and everybody knows who they are and. I just rock up and I was just terrified to mess it up for everybody and be the weak link <laughs> or something, you know? So I think it was a lot of pressure in that movie to just get it right. So I don't let down everybody else on that film. So where are you from? El Paso, Texas. Oh, okay. You're a Texas girl. We have a lot yes. of friends. Sherry Davis is from Texas. Another girl you should know, an actress, was wonderful. We can introduce you to everybody because we're Sherry, basically yeah, we're like the king of the indie films. We go to all the red carpets and we know all the people in all of them and they all come on that. our show. So we can like really introduce you. And when you come back here, we can get you invited to all of them if you want to go. Right. And oh, I, I would love to. I love meeting I, I, I work in all the $2 movies. <laughs> Two dollar movies is his horror. idea for the the low budget horror movies that he does a million of. Those are the best ones. <laughs> they are fun. They are fun. They are so stupid that I stand there reading and doing the lines, and I thought, "What am I doing?" You know, this I could be home cooking, baking a cake. So let me brag about Tax Collector real quick. Yeah. So you guys, here's some of the people that are in it: Bobby Soto, Cynthia Carmona, who which I believe is in another TV series I'm getting ready to work on, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I don't know who Jose Conejo Martin is, but his IMDb number was really good. George Lopez, everybody knows Lana Perilla from Once Upon a Time. Uh, I mean, she's a huge star. Uh, Jimmy Smith's huge star. Noel Guglielmi, who's been on our show twice. He's from Fast and Furious. Um, so they got all these like great names. And here's what it says the movie's about. The tax collector... The tax collector working for a local crime lord finds his family's safety compromised when the rival of his boss shows up in L.A. and upends the business. And, and in the picture of you, you're walking with like some kind of like semi-automatic weapon or something. Like, so I don't know what you play. No, we didn't see it. Why, why haven't we seen it? I don't know. We just haven't. Why, yeah, why haven't you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't send. They didn't send us a screener. <laughs> we'll we'll watch it tonight. Yeah, we'll yeah. watch it. Can they send okay. us a link? Can they send us a I link? I can get one. I get, get a, a link. link. I want to watch it. Now that I know her, I want to watch it. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about it and how was it? So it was your first audition. How was that? Uh, absolutely insane, crazy. Uh, I I had just gotten my manager in Hollywood. I was. Freshly not homeless, so I had finally gotten a small place over by Compton. I thought, okay, I'm, things are looking up for me. I have a manager now. I have a coach. Um, I'm going to move forward. And so I went on my first audition to a different show that David Ayer was working on. And I auditioned, and all of a sudden my manager called me, and he's like, uh, you got a callback. Uh, like, he wasn't expecting it. He, we just thought it was going to be... <laughs> Uh, like a learning experience. It was my first one. And he's like, uh, okay, okay, we got to get everything together, um, regroup. And so I went to the callback, got another callback. And so now we're freaking out. And he's like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. And then we get another call saying that the show wasn't going to go forward anymore. And so, so bummed, so heartbroken. Um, 
But at the same time, I had that, that feeling of, but if I can get two callbacks on my first audition, what else can I do? And absolutely, so absolutely. It, was, it was really exciting still. And then I get a text from David Ayer, who I, I had no idea had my phone number. And, and I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, um, he's like you're going to be big. He's like, I, 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 think, I think you really have, have something. He's like, be at this place at this time. So I went and I showed up, and in this huge place is Conejo, Cynthia, Bobby, and myself. And then David was late, and so all of us are just panicking in this big room. And then, because none of us knew why we were there. And then he walks in, and he, he sits down in front of us like this, and he just gives us the whole movie plot and says who we're going to play. And he's like, all right, any questions? And... That's how I got my first role. <laughs> oh, my God. How cool is that, though? So you didn't even know what was up because you were originally looking for a TV show, and, and it ended up being like this yeah. big movie. That's what's, yeah. so That's what's so fascinating about our business. You, you don't know from day to day. Today you're eating, you know, spaghetti with ketchup in a drugstore, and then tomorrow you're at the best restaurant having filet mignon. Well, it's funny because during filming, I so in filming um, wrapped, I was they said, okay, you can keep one outfit. And at the time, I didn't have jeans. I had one pair of jeans, so I I wanted the outfit that was black and sexy and cute, and it had all the um, accessories to go with it. But then I looked at the outfit next to it, and I'm like, oh, but I need jeans. I don't have jeans, so I got I I took the outfit that had jeans, and it's something I think that I'll always remember. Um, cause it was, it, it was just that, that, that moment for me when everybody's excited about keeping their favorite costume and I'm like, oh, I gotta get the je one with jeans. I don't have jeans. Let me, let me brag a little bit. So you guys, for those of you guys listening, just to, you know, we mentioned David here and not everybody doesn't, might not know who he is. So he's a, a very well-known director. He did the Brad Pitt movie Fury that got an Academy Award nomination, Suicide Squad, Bright, they're working on Bright 2, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. I mean, like, he's not, we're not talking about like little $2 million movies. I mean, these are like hundreds of millions of dollar movies. Um, so it's like a really big, big. Did you, did you realize what a big deal he was when you were going there or you didn't know how big a deal he was? Mm -mm. Um, I, I know that when, when I was auditioning for him, my acting coach and my manager were, were they kept telling me he's, he's up there, he, he's a big player. And it kind of went over my head because I was so new to the industry. So I'm like, yay, I'm sure, I'm sure he's really good. And <laughs> I, I don't know who I thought I was, guys. I, like, it just, uh, but then it's, I went in there and, you know, you, have, you, you try to put on your, your best face. You try to go in and, and give them the best of yourself. So that's what I did. And, I, and then... You know, it's in a room full of people. I think Lionsgate was in there. I mean, it, it was terrifying. And then he says, oh, it says here you're an Army vet. And I said, yes, sir. And then he said, oh, I was in the Navy. And it's like everything just dropped. And I just became the, my – I was just a soldier. I, I was like, really? And then I just started, like, asking him questions about the Navy. And we were comparing horror stories. And uh, he asked me about my childhood. And – I didn't want to be honest because I had a weird childhood, but something told me just be open with him, just be honest. And so I was like, all right, here it is. I'm a mess, you know? And then I, I just kind of was myself. And I remember him giving me that look and like doing that. And later on he told me, um, 
he's like I, I saw that he's like you had experience you had pain he's like you had something to give this industry and uh, so it was just I, I think it was dropping the facade and just being myself and connecting with another veteran <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. the way to go what well, years ago we used to call them ghosties and if I went to a ghostie I used to see all the other people who were you know working for the part so artificial so phony so nothing <laughs> I would go there and tell them I'm from Brooklyn. I got kicked out of high school at 16 because I was a bad boy. And I'm a great actor. Now you want more or what? And they would look at me and they'd say, your honesty and your frontness and your toughness is good. And I get the part. <clears throat> if you go there acting like you're a grand dame or you're full of shit, they know it. They've seen this every day. They have thousands of people that go to go. Do they still call them go-sees? Auditions. Now they call oh, them. Now they call them auditions? I think. I don't know. Do they call them go-sees? I don't think they do. I've never heard go-sees, no. You, oh, am I that fucking old? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just so you know, because since you don't really know us, he's 80. I'm 80 years old. I'm in the business 63 years. And we used to call them go-sees. You know, go see if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you weren't from Texas. I love it. Then yeah. you move. Then you move to L.A. I saw you have some other, you know, credits. You have a TV series, a mini TV series called Rumors. Something called Pop Verb, The Cleaner and the Dead Man. And you did one episode of Hawaii Five O where you actually had yeah. a speaking role in it, though, right? You spoke in it. Yeah, I was the villain. So I was like, in the beginning, I'm like, my boyfriend's dead, and then later on, I killed him. Uh, <laughs> so. That was I love Hawaii Five-0. I think it's like, oh, it's one of my more favorite like cop shows. You know, you are a very delightful person. I mean, oh, thank you. No, you're up, you're happy, and in these days of horror that we live in, it's so nice to see somebody like you. I'm enjoying you a lot. Thank you. It, it actually it took me a while. I wasn't always like this. I mean, it, it took me, I think, after the movie to find who I was. Uh, when I was in the military, I was one of the only females in an infantry unit. So if I wasn't getting hit on, I was getting my life threatened. It was a weird combination. So I just kind of tried to stay under the radar. And I didn't really talk. Um, I, I was kind of snippy to people just because I would have rather be known as the bitchy medic than anything else, you know? So um, so I think that after, like, well, during Tax Collector, David and Shia and them, they really brought me out because... They knew that I wasn't being authentic. They they knew that there was something hidden underneath. And once they brought out the freak and the weirdo, there's no caging me back. <laughs> so it's Perfect. like I'm just <laughs> so uh, I'm just like I feel like I unlocked what it means to be happy, and it's just to be yourself. And I I don't care what anybody thinks about me anymore. I I say outlandish, weird things, and I'm just me. And I I'm like I feel like I'm the most successful person in the world, not because of my career or anything or anything that I've done professionally, but just because I finally, I think, nailed who I want to be. Cheyenne, <laughs> Cheyenne, listen, listen to some words of wisdom. Your personality will have a fan. Remember that. No matter what anyone's personality is, bitchy, rotten, mean, good, sweet, they all have a fan of some kind. And your personality now is going to have many fans and how oh, thank I you. No, and how I see you is in romantic comedy. I think you would be brilliant in a romantic comedy. Oh, thanks. I've never oh. heard that before. I would love yes. that. No, you have that quality about you. You know, the crazy screwball comedies where the guy and the girl go together, they break up and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. 
I think you would be very good in that part. So if anybody out there, which we have many people in the business looking, uh, don't think of her as a dramatic uh, army person shooting guns. Think of her as a romantic, crazy girl having a lot of fun with the boy. I think it would be I, fun put you and Angie both low because since you're both like athletic and 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 can be like the the badass bitches, you and Angie could both be in some kind of a movie. We could have some kind of like female superhero suicide squad or something. That yeah, would be cool. Oh, show. that would be. Yeah, wouldn't that be dope? No, that would... I I feel about Cheyenne is uh, comedy. I think she she be... can do that too because she's got such a beautiful no, smile. I think she'd be very good delivering comedic lines. Actually, well, George Lopez think I'm funny, so yeah, and that's huge because no. he's a huge comedian. I mean, he's huge. By the way, he, too, I either I either get me... two reactions from him: either he laughs at me or he goes, "I Misha." <laughs> <laughs> So I want to say, first of all, because everybody in the chat room, they're all writing, thank you for your service. And so we do want to recognize the fact that you're a military veteran now who's who's gone Hollywood, which is great. We have another friend, Steve Hamm, who was a helicopter pilot, uh, and and he's also uh, joined the acts of uh, now that he's out of the military. He's uh, he's doing all kinds of stuff in movies and film, and he's a friend of ours. And so we want to thank you for your service because we think it's awesome. And I think it's terrific. What a career, you know, the way your career is taking off. So now you're in Australia. The movie's a big hit. Are, are you getting calls or like is it messing you up too much because that you're stuck in stuck in uh, Australia? The Australia piece isn't messing with me because everything's kind of been self-tape or Zoom meeting and stuff. Um, what it, What is hard is that people that were in the industry are now getting furloughed or laid off. So the contacts that people knew, people are finding, oh, wait, they're no longer working anymore. So I know that a lot of Hollywood is taking a hit from all of this. Um, so it, it has been harder to to get meetings, but I, I mean, I'm at every door. I'm just like, if it doesn't come to me, I'm going to go to it. So that's why uh, you have to be. Yeah. That's you is have there to do no it. way you could get back to the States if you flew to another country that's open? Are we open to anything? No, I don't think we're open to no anything. No one can come in from anywhere in the world. I don't actually know. Into no, I, I can. I, I can go. Like if I, if I booked a role, I could go. The, the thing is, is right now, I just, I feel like there's no point in sitting in LA, uh, not making money and waiting for a role um, when it's all um, over video. Anyways, if I book one, I'll be there tomorrow. So okay, okay. So you can get right. in as long as you got a role. So you're there with yeah. your with your significant other. Is it a boy or a mm -hmm. girl? Boy. <laughs> is he in the industry? No, he's in aerospace actually. Um, so very different, but um, but yeah. What? What does he think? Like, did he go watch the movie? And what did he think? And was I'm sure he's supportive, or you wouldn't be with him. Uh, oh, he's literally my biggest fan. I, I'm very, very lucky to have him. Even right now, it's 6 a.m. over here, and he got up before me to make me coffee and make sure that I was ready for the interview. I mean, oh just gosh, total rock star. Yeah, he's a total rock star. Yeah, marry, Definitely. Marry him <laughs> as as you can. Oh. Oh, oh, definitely. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to marry him. Um. <laughs> you. He, makes, but, he makes coffee in the morning. That's worth marrying. Believe me. Oh, yeah. he's. And I, I lied to him and told him I only had one cat when I actually have four. And he's still with me. So <laughs> I think he's a keeper. Why did you say cat? Cat. Yeah. Oh, is, is he good looking? He must be. Oh, he's beautiful. He's beautiful. What, uh, does, just, he, what does he look like? 
like a Viking. Like he has the blue eyes. The, I mean, he's just gorgeous. Uh, he's from Love New it. Zealand. He's from a, he's my little small town New Zealand boy. Um, got uh, he got it in his head that he was going to move to America and become the U.S. president. So he wound up in Wall Street. I mean, he's got an interesting story. And then uh, realized, oh, you have to be a U.S. citizen to be the president. I just thought it was awesome. <laughs> you you have to be not even a yep. citizen. You have to be a natural born American to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, I would absolutely give you this advice. The minute you get off the show, go over to him and say, Ron Russell said we should get married. And I agree. And set a date, <laughs> set a date and get married. Sounds good. Uh, well, it's funny. I, ha I had that moment where. I was uh, I was cooking and I looked around and I was like, why haven't you asked me to marry you yet? And I had, I had this like super vulnerable moment. And then he's like, because we're in quarantine and I want it to be special. And, I, and he's like, so if you'd be patient. <laughs> so we'll see. There you go. We'll have some <laughs> I love that. If he's telling the truth, he's wonderful. And if he's full of shit, then he's just like a bunch of rest of the guys. They all pull out, come up with excuses. Now that you see, have which is the right answer see i know you said you see me in romantic comedy and i would oh no don't freeze cheyenne you froze. oh no you froze there we go wait she's I, almost oh oh there we go okay we're back uh, so what you didn't know is that i fight so uh i i'm in mma um and i know how to knife fight and stuff so he's always joking around where he's like i've never been with someone who can completely kick my ass and he's like but i'll he's like i'll admit it we get in a fight i'm putting i'm putting you in front of me <laughs> that's so funny because because i interviewed the guest before us she was talking she loves that mma stuff too right. She doesn't really? do really, but she was talking about it, and so you and Angie can have a lot. Yeah, you guys have oh, a lot. I mean, we have. I to can take her to. I can take her to my dojo whenever she wants to go. I love taking new people to my dojo. Uh, I mean, that's my second home. My sensei is one of my best friends in the world. You know, you have to follow me back on Instagram. I'm Dr. Jimmy Star, and then send me your email so I can get in touch with you, and I'll introduce you guys because when you come back, she's part of our clique, and you'll love it. You'll love the people that we. Oh. Have. I would love that. We'll introduce you and him no to, one, to lots no, of cool no people. No one's phonies. We don't. Yeah, we don't hang out with anybody. If, well, if, shit. if we find out that you're full of shit, we kick you out. <laughs> the thing is, is once you're my friend, there's no getting rid of me. Ask David Ayer. I texted That's him perfect. too, and I was like, "By the way, you're stuck with me now. There's no getting rid of me." Perfect. <laughs> like, okay. We well, love that. I don't think it's a stuck with you. I think he should be so lucky <laughs> to be with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's fabulous. So, okay. So, what what kind of what are your favorite movies? What kind of movies are your favorite? Then, action movies are your favorite. Uh, if okay, if you ask me what movie I would want to be in, probably okay, I was, I was it would next. be oh. action. Yeah, action and adventure. Uh, that's kind of like my thing. I mean, anything that gets my adrenaline going. I I, I have I'm like a, a big time adrenaline junkie. So even Tax Collector, uh, I begged to do my own stunts and then i remember i showed up on set one day and they had a stunt girl there just exactly like me and i was like what is she doing here i was so mad because i wanted to do it and it, and david was like he was very resistant at first because he's like we only have enough takes for we only have enough squibs for a couple of takes you cannot mess this up and i was like okay just give me one and if i mess it up then you can put her in i won't complain and he's like okay whatever so i i went and i did it and then I did it in the first take for, for my stunt scenes and stuff. 
And so it's like that started me on going, oh, my God, I want to be in fight movies. I want to be in adventure. <laughs> I want. I, and then so I went to the lead stunt guy there and I was like, I was like, I'm going to add you on Instagram right now. Can I just follow you around? I just want to learn. And he's like, sure. OK. And him and his wife are amazing. They, uh, his name's Joe. And they took me to to start learning stunts and stuff. So he's promised that when I get back, he'll light me on fire, which I'm very excited about. Oh, that uh, one I wouldn't <laughs> want to do. But the rest of the stuff I could do. So let's. So so, what movie would you have liked to been in? Oh, let's see. Um, I want to be in Quentin Tarantino movies. I want to be like in Kill Bill. I would have loved to have been in that. I would have loved to have been in Willow. My favorite movies in the world are Willow, No Country for Old Men, Tombstone. Um, Let's see. Last of the Mohicans, like movies like that. I would, I mean, they're my favorite. So that would have been awesome to have been in. Um, oh That's like, cause nobody <laughs> ever has picked any of those films either. Actually no country for old men. I think people have maybe picked before, but, but nobody's ever oh. picked Willow. Nobody's definitely ever picked Willow. <laughs> I, no mine is the lost is boys. Top. Like my, mine, my, my, my like film is like the lost boys. Like I love it. I've seen it like 8,000 oh, yeah. times. But I'm okay. I would so have then, loved to have been in that one. So who would you have liked to have worked with? Like you've already worked with some pretty big people in a very short time. Who would you who's like a bucket list male and female person that you'd be like, oh my God, I'd love to be in a movie with these people? I bet yours is gonna be way different than everybody else's. Um well Val Kilmer, obviously. But uh <laughs> like <laughs> I would have loved to have been in a film with Val Kilmer. Uh that like it's when I was in school, all the other little girls they were like, Oh, um, Zach Efron, Justin Bieber, and I'm like, but have you met? Have you seen Val Kilmer? And they're like, <laughs> who's that? And, and so I just like I, I never really fit in. Um, and, but um, but yeah, I would have loved to be with Val Kilmer, Johnny Depp. I love Johnny Depp. I just I, yeah, he's a good one. I've always wanted to be a pirate. Like if you asked kid me what I wanted to be, it was an actress. I wanted to be a pirate. And if you asked why, I would have told you I want to go pillage. Um, made no sense, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, like Game of Thrones or something, you would have been in good. Oh, I would have loved that. I would have loved that right now. I want to be in the Witcher so bad because I'm a gamer and the Witcher three is my favorite video game in the whole world. So when I saw that they made a Witcher, I was so upset that I didn't get to audition. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, and what's a female that you would like to have been? Let's see. Kate Blanchett. She's amazing. Yeah, um, Meryl Streep. No, 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 no. <laughs> love her. Uh, let me see. Um, it, it was cool because even though I didn't have any scenes with her, I got to work with Lana Padilla, and she's like my sister in real life now, but I hope one day I get to uh, get to work with her like opposite her and and um and feel that that on screen uh, on screen um connection she's phenomenal um, she's a phenomenal she's actor. amazing she taught me how to walk in heels like she's literally my sister now <laughs> i could have taught uh, you that too <laughs> <laughs> this was right before i had i had this scene in the movie where i had to strut sexy across this huge um grass lawn and I mean, I like I always say this. I I still had calluses on my feet from my combat boots. Like I had no idea how to walk in here. And and so I I was like borderline panic mode, just staring at the grass. And I start to feel, oh my god, I can't breathe. I I don't know how to admit this to somebody. 
And then she comes up and just very gracefully just said, do you need help, honey? And I was like, uh-huh. And then she just said, okay, toe first. And so right there, she taught me how to walk in heels. And then I had to go do my scene. Do you, um, know, do you know who Jane Russell is? Uh, you, you're young. So you, don't know. Uh, you don't want to tell That's her that? Before. Your audience has heard that so many times. You don't have a microphone. Nobody can hear you. Ron impersonated Jane Russell in straight clubs for many years. Jane Russell was like Marilyn Monroe. She was like a very, very, big, very big, huge a very star. Big, sexy uh, star who became my dearest and best friend for many years. And so Ron used to impersonate her and look just like her. And he so he knows how to walk in heels. He could have taught you. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> well, no, I was never a drag queen. I was an actor. There's a difference. But you uh, still yeah. know how to walk in heels. Well, you learn to walk in anything that the script calls for it, Jim. It's part of it's called acting. Um, if I had to walk on stilts, I would learn it. You know, if it if the role calls for it, and she needed to walk sexy in heels, I so had she, to learn how to be sexy for yeah, the role. Absolutely. So, how, how long have you actually been working? Like, how how long have you been out of the military, and how long have you been actually acting? Um. Uh, so let's see. I got out of the military, um, 2018, I believe. Um, and I I got out, and I was not in a good place when I got out of the military. Um, I I was in a really bad military um accident, so I can't feel any of I can't feel these two fingers or any of this. Uh, and I had a traumatic brain injury, so um, the military they said, okay, well you can't. I was a combat medic, so they said you can't really drag soldiers across the battlefield anymore if you can't feel your finger, um, which I didn't think was true because it works fine. I could still hold stuff. It's just it it feels like you know you know how you know that feeling you get when your foot's about to fall asleep and you're like yeah. no 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 and you're trying to wake it up. That's kind of how it feels all the time, um, but okay. it still works. And um, neuropathy. Yeah, it's just, it just, it sucks more than anything. And so when I, when I got medically discharged, I was just not okay. I, I thought that I was going to be in for longer. I kind of was now shoved into the real world where I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I don't, I, I haven't gone to college yet. I, I, I don't have a plan B right now. And so I moved to Seattle thinking that Seattle was going to be like a mini LA, but it wasn't. And so it was from one day to the next, I just went, okay, either I do this or I don't. And so I drove, my, my grandma helped me drive my cats down to uh, El Paso and it stayed with her. And then I went out back out to LA and I was homeless for a bit where if I was just either, if I wasn't in my car, I was staying at a, on a friend's couch or something. Um, and I was just trying to make stuff happen. I was just, I was interning wherever I could. I was going to all these different mixers. I mean, I was just constantly trying to be around people. This is that 2018. That's like only two um, years. No, this was, uh, well, let me see. By the time I moved, it was 2019, 2018. I was just kind of get, I was, I was trying to get roles in Hawaii Five O. got that. I got a couple of small indie roles. But it wasn't it wasn't satisfying that hunger yet. I, I feel like I didn't really enter the the um, arena. The, yeah, <laughs> until until tax collector. I, I think that's when I went. Oh my god! I have no idea what I'm doing, and now I'm here. What do I do? And you know how like <laughs> unbelievable that is, right? To like go to Hollywood and like land a big ass movie just like that. Like it doesn't happen. You know, people are but, people are working for twenty years before they get that. Well, yeah. it's, it's called Fortitude. I want to ask you a question. Your name is Cheyenne uh, Hernandez. 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 
Okay, the Hernandez could be Mexican, and the Cheyenne is definitely Indian. Yes. Are you American, Indian, Mexican yeah. combo? I could, mm -hmm. That's why, that's why you have those gorgeous cheekbones. You that's have. why you're so exotic. <laughs> no, she's got Cheyenne cheekbones. Those are Indian Thank cheekbones. You. Look at them. You know, people yeah. with cheekbones like you don't age. Did you know that? Cheekbones hold oh, your face so. up. Oh, no, trust, trust me. I have big cheekbones also, and they hold up your face from aging, so you're lucky. Well, that's good because I, I was always the one that looked younger. So I know when I was in the military, if I did hang out with, with, with some girls, they would kind of go like, oh, you're so cute. You know, it's that condescending, oh, she's so cute. She's not quite pretty yet, but she's so cute. And, and I'm like, it's because I have a baby face. Um, <laughs> no, stunning. Could it be that some of those broads were hitting on you? They might have been hitting on you. Uh, well, we, okay. So for a while we did keep up. Um, so I, I, but before I met Simon who now I've just, I'm, I'm completely his, um, my partner, but before I had always just said, I'm open. And then people would try to tell me, oh, well, you're, you're, you're bi, you're Demi, you're like, they would give me certain categories. And I'm like, can I just say I'm open? Like, I, I don't want, I, I just, I'm just open. Um, so, um, I had a point here. I did. <laughs> Let me help you with it. People say to me, Ron, are you gay? I say, no, I'm not gay. I'm open for whoever comes into my life. I've been married yeah. for 16 years. I have two children. And I was happily married as a, as a pre pretending or living as a straight guy. So I believe that I fall in love with the, with the inners, not the outers. I completely agree. Completely. I, I, I feel like when I fall for someone, it's their soul and everything else. Is, I mean, my partner's 19 years older than me. And I mean, his soul is the most beautiful thing that I have ever seen in my life. And that's what I fell for. See, um, we're 20, we have a 25 year age difference. Yeah, Jimmy, and we've been Jimmy's, married. Jimmy's 25 years old. <laughs> and I've been I'm... and we've been married for nine years. Yeah. So Wait, how, what's the age difference? He's eighty Sorry, and I'm, out there. He's, he's eighty and I'm fifty-five. So there's a twenty-five year difference. Even though he's actually younger than me in in body and mind, he's and, younger and than do me. Do I look eighty? I look younger than Jimmy. Jimmy looks like the eighty-year-old. <laughs> well, even my best friends are my best friends are not are, are all over forty. I and I'm twenty-five. I, I I don't have any friends really that are my age. <laughs> That's because well, you're a lot more mature for your age because you've and, experienced a lot more of the world well, than and most. Well, you're an old soul. You know, when you have your background, you've experienced your male side, your female side, and what the world is all about, being in the military. Most girls your age came from, you know, pretty houses and went to proms and did that shit. And they're not good actresses because they don't have what to pull from. Uh, you have what to pull from. You definitely have a lot of stuff in your life that you could use on film. And I think that's what the producer saw in you when he said to you. Director. Director said to you, yes, you have a lot of background. And that's that's very important in film. I have I have it, a lot of background yeah. too. It, it is, and I, I didn't quite appreciate that, I don't think, when I first started. Uh, I didn't, I, I kept, it was always the woes me, you know, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through this? And now I'm like, oh, that's why. It's almost no, like, no. like God said, you have to go through this in order for you to do this. And, yes. Yeah. Darling, those are lessons learned. If you yeah. have to play a woman with children who's homeless, you know where to pull. 
If you are yeah. to play, if you are to play a woman defending her family against looters, you know where to pull. Get mm-hmm. the gun and shoot them. You know yeah. all of the things that you have to do, which most people don't know that emotion. So yeah. you are very lucky. You have a lot of quality in you that if the right director brings it out in film, he could make you an Oscar winner. Oh, wait, we got to go, though, you guys. So hang on, you guys. So oh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne so you guys can get follow her on Instagram at Cheyenne, R-A-E underscore Hernandez. We want to wish you luck on everything that you do. Please follow me on Instagram and so I can get your email uh, address and everything. And we'll introduce you. to When you come back, yes. let us know. We'll get you invited to all the events we go to. It'll be a lot of fun. And we want to say congratulations for the tax collector for your career. And it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And Thank looking, you so much. Looking forward to seeing you at a red carpet. Yes, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. I can't wait. <laughs> All, All right, right thank Cheyenne, you thank you so much. Hey, chat room, everybody, for tuning in. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Glad you guys, it seems like everybody liked both of our guests. We had a blast. Thank it you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you was up to today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. I'm gonna get a roll though. Hi Jimmy. Hi Ron. Hey, it went good. It did. They were both really good. Everybody in the chat room loved them. Yep, yep. Um, so all is good. Please just text me when it put, you put it in the box, and we're ready to rock and roll. Okay. Thank you. It's gonna take a little while today because I have to get Dean to give me um, the copy. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I thought Dave Hughes was young.